Hey everyone and welcome to the Empower Me podcast with Email Washington, sponsored by Empowerment LLC. Be sure to follow us across all platforms because new episodes drop every Wednesday. Our motto is life is not about shade, it's about light. So get ready for awesome conversation and welcome to the Empowerment family. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It is Email, and welcome to another episode of Empower Me, the official podcast for the empowerment brand. First, let me say Happy New Year to each and every one of you. Thank you so much for even taking the time out of your schedule to listen to this podcast, support, share all that great stuff that you have been doing. Um, I'm so excited about the conversation that we have planned for today. But before we get started, I need you all to do me a huge favor. I need you to follow me um, across all platforms. It is so important to me that we stay connected. So on Instagram, I am email underscore zero nine two eight. The business is Empowerment LLC, all one word on Instagram or on Facebook, simply just Mel Washington. On YouTube, it is E-Powerment LLC. Uh, we have already uploaded some really great conversations and really dope things on there. So take a moment to share, like, comment, all that great stuff and just participate in this movement. All right. You already know that empowerment is all about light, not about shade. Um, and this year, I want to uh, start having some really good conversations on, on different things. So um, let's get started. I am I'm geeked out right now. Bro. I'm really geeked out because I have um, one of the most genuine, one of the most honest, one of the dopest dudes I know um, with me tonight. We are going to get this conversation started. I need you to get ready because this is a powerful, 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 powerful man. Let me welcome my bro, the bishop. The bishop. You got you to gotta say that. You have titles. You got to put the titles. The bishop. is with me today. What up, bishop? How are you? How you doing, Pastor Email, my friend, my little bro? I love you. I, I want to tell you um, publicly that I am so proud of you, watching you grow through the years, uh, watching you endure, watching the hand of the Lord on your life. And I want to tell you publicly that I am extremely proud of, um, of your growth, of your tenacity, of your ingenuity. Um, I have watched you serve in many different capacities. And so I'm grateful for our connection, uh, for you being a covenant brother. Um, and I'm, I'm grateful that I get a front row seat into watching what God is doing in your life. And so I'm grateful for any time that you and I get a chance to converse. Uh, we oftentimes text, call one another. And so I'm grateful to be connected to real, genuine people like yourself. And I'm excited about what God is doing in your life right now and about where he's taking you. So I'm excited. I appreciate that. I appreciate that so much. You know, uh, encouragement, it seems like like a regular thing, but encouragement honestly goes um, a very, very long way. I appreciate that so much. And I love that I, I've been watching you from afar for a long time and just like just like knowing that there's, there's a way, there's a path ahead um, that I can aspire to. So I'm, I'm grateful to you, Bishop. I'm really grateful to you. Um, the conversation tonight is um, going to be one that is really, really dear to my heart. I just want to pick your brain Um um, I'm not as prophetic as you, but um, I said <laughs> that that in 2022 that it's going to be a very heavy year of mentorship being um, extremely important. Um, so I really, 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 really want to just pick your brain about 
about the understanding of mentorship. Um, I just really, really have a feeling that there's going to be a need for mentorship. I really do. Um, and just so that we're all on the same page, right? Um, I like to give definitions so that the listeners and everybody who's in, involved in the conversation, that they know what we're talking about. Mentorship to me, and just by definition, the guidance provided by a mentor, especially an experienced person in that area. Mentor being an experienced or trusted advisor um, and understanding that mentorship is a very biblical concept, right? Joshua and Moses, Elijah, Elisha, Paul and Timothy, um, Jesus and his disciples, that mentorship is an actual um, biblical concept. So, so I want to know from you, what is the purpose in your understanding of what a mentorship, how important a mentorship system is? If you think well, it's important, if first, you don't, then like, I, I want to well, hear I, I, I first want to go back and address something you said that I, um, I, I believe is very key. And I want to hone in on what you mentioned. And that was, um, you said prophetically, you feel the shift and the need for mentorship. Um, I've been feeling that in my spirit, um, ex especially the last three years. Um, and even while we are doing um, this podcast, we are sitting in the midst of um, a pandemic that seems like it's not going to end, that seems like it just continued to hit us when we, you know, um, started to get our head above water again and we're being hit all over again. Now, it, it is it is my belief, and, and I really feel this prophetically, that I do believe that the virus um, hit um, because God was causing a reset to happen in our churches. Um, and and I'm, I'm a firm believer um, that it was a wake-up call for us to not do church as normal. And we got comfortable just, just doing church as 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 normal out of tradition out of just you know coming out of happenstance and it's crazy how god snatched all of us out of our churches and moved all of us to online and as soon as we start to gather back in our churches again we're right back in that same position where we now have to make key decisions of whether to go online and i believe a lot of it is because many of us fell back into being comfortable again just having church as usual just coming on sundays yeah. and and I believe, this is my belief, and, and, and it's, if you notice in a sense what's going on, you are seeing a shift in the body of Christ uh, where we're seeing uh, a lot of the old guards die off. We're seeing a lot of the old generals um, go home to be with the Lord. And we're seeing also a lot of pastors that are being moved, um, uprooted from, you know, different states. And I believe that it is it is God preparing is people for for the next move and so when you talked about you know you feel that thing prophetically it agrees with everything that the lord's been dealing with me uh, with and been speaking to me um about just change and reorder and restructuring um and so when we when we deal with that and look at it from a mentorship state mentorship state i believe that mentorship is needed and i believe that it's honestly lacking in our churches today. Um, and when we look at yeah. uh, mentorship, and you can jump in, you can jump in. I, I believe it's it's sorely lack. And, and I believe a lot of it is, and, and you know, I don't, I don't wanna sound, um, you know, um, I don't wanna come off as uh, being someone who is, you know, trying to put someone on black, but, but I believe that a, a lot of us, just, just those that are pastors, 
um, we became stale. We, we, you know, started to move and it was just about money. It was just about gathering a crowd. And, and I, I think that God was not pleased because it turned from being profitable and not about souls anymore. And, and, and so right, I, I right. believe that we're at a very interesting place, um, not only in the world, but in the body of Christ, where we need true mentors that won't be jealous, won't be soul-like, uh, won't be intimidated by the different gifts, and won't be, you know, trying to hold on like, like Saul to a position um, that God has moved them on from. And so I believe mentorship is just so important. We're gonna, we're gonna, you know, as we go, we're gonna, we're gonna dive all into it. Yeah, yeah, I, I absolutely wholeheartedly agree with with mentorship. Mentorship being so necessary um, to preserve the future of anything, right? Not just, not just ministry or churches or any business or any anything that comes out of you. You've got to teach someone how to handle it outside of you. You know what I mean? I think that is one of the things that um, has really, really struck me as strange in the body of Christ is the. Um, the, the, the feeling of, of being competitive with people who have been sent to be help. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one of the words that we didn't say. Like, you can't be sent to help a, a pastor. That's, like, those are the words that we were told never to say. But yeah. in actuality, yeah. if, if I'm here as a, a servant to, to who you are and what you're doing, why is it a strange concept that I was sent as help? You know what I mean? And that, that very concept is, is, is what has divided a lot of people. So I'm glad that we're on the same page just as far as, as mentorship being being um, very important. What would you say is some of the, 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 the benefits of mentorship? Some of the benefits of mentorship, um, well, there's so many um, that, that I can rattle off. Um, I, I think one of the benefits of mentorship is um, if we really break the word down, it is allowing men to tour another person's life um, where you 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 mentor where you have the ability to tour someone else's life and 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 there's a principle um and i talked about this principle that god allows us to learn two different ways he allows us to either we're going to learn by instruction and when you don't heed instruction he allows you to learn it by experience those are the two different ways that god teaches us when when it when it comes down to to learning is you're either going to learn by instruction. Instruction is the word of God. Instruction is having a mentor, having a pastor, having a shepherd. You're either going to heed instruction and go the correct path, or God would allow you to go through certain things to experience, to learn the same lesson that you could have learned with instruction. And I got to be honest and transparent. I believe that a lot of leaders, and again, this is not personally attacking leaders, but a lot of mentors, people that stand and sit in mentorship positions and mentorship seats, we get so jealous and intimidated that we think that those under us should have to go through the same steps that we go through in order to get where we are. Number one, that is not biblical, that Moses paved the way. And Joshua was able to walk right in and benefit from the labor that Moses laid, benefit from the ground. Even with Elisha, Elisha performed eight miracles. Elisha comes in and performs 16 because the ground has already been laid. And this is is not to minimize the work of the mentor, but the mentorship's position is to make the way easy for someone else that's coming behind them. 
I'm a horrible father if I want my son to experience the same trials and tribulations that I had. That, 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 and I'll give you a great example, and it's a biblical example, that David defeats Goliath so Solomon won't have to face him. So Solomon is able yeah. to be the richest yeah. and wisest man that's ever lived because his father was a warrior. That Solomon didn't have to fight Goliath because his father defeated it for him. And so there are some things that we have to defeat for the people that's coming up behind us so they can take Christianity, the business. They can take family. They can take us to the next level. But if we're leaving Goliaths in our life, then we're causing the people that we're called to mentor a disservice. Right. Um, right. And, 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 and I really believe that, that uh, a lot of us are um, so stuck, so bound um, in jealousy, and we're so in love with the position that we're in that we miss our moments of mentorship. Yeah. John, John C. Maxwell, I just finished reading Mentor, Mentoring 101, it, uh -huh. And it just blew my mind. But he said one of the, the key reasons why people don't mentor is because their ego is bigger than they need to see someone succeed. Wow. Like, now, that's a whole lot to impact, uh, unpack, but I think that um, one of the biggest reasons or one of the biggest issues is um, our oil and our anointing and our success has sort of helped us develop egos. Um, and we don't really, and I say I this all the time to my young people is, is the church is guilty of erecting the idols that we have told people not to worship, right? True. So I think one of the biggest issues is, is um, ego has a big part to, to why people don't want to mentor. And then what we use as an excuse is, oh, they're not ready, right? Mm -hmm. but, but I have four children, you have, you have four also, you have four, right? Mm-hmm. If if someone comes out of my house and they're not prepared for something, it's your fault. It's your is fault. Is it my children's fault or is it the? It's my fault. So if if you are saying we're not ready, then whose job was it to prepare mm -hmm. us? Mm -hmm. Whose job was it to make it mm -hmm. make us ready? You know what I mean? I, I think this has really been weighing on my heart. I believe you're absolutely right that this thing we're going to see a second wind of this this whole disease because there's some still some people who who have refused to make the necessary decisions we refuse to to move out the way um and not that they're dying off some of us some of them have not died some of them have just stayed in the same place and and that is even worse than dying because that if is. we died off we could we could replace we could remove we could but but to stay in the same place is is probably the it's probably even worse than that. And you also made such a good point too, Bishop. You said not only churches, but but a manager, a boss. I think one of the things that we fail to do is to take what we teach and relate it to the world also. So yep. the, the things that we say is only for the church, but but what we're talking about tonight is for somebody who has a business, someone who has children, someone who is just connected to people, their friends. Even the friendship is a form of mentorship. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like. It's, mm -hmm. it's so important. It's so important. And, and, and here's, here's something, and we don't like to talk about this in church, um, Pastor Ema, but here's the honest to God truth. Sometimes we stay too long. Yeah. Sometimes we try to outlive the oil that was placed on us for a season. <laughs> and, and a perfect example of that 
It's Eli. His eyes grew dim. When his eyes grew dim, he started to turn his eyes or turn his attention away from Hophni and Phinehas, which was his sons, that was causing all type of destruction in the temple. Eli stayed too long. Still was anointed. Still was called by God. Still got a, got a place in the Bible. But the truth is he stayed too long. What happens when we stay longer than the oil that was given, given to us? That sometimes we get seasonal anointings. And we try to outlast the season of the oil that was placed on us. Yeah. That, yeah. that just because you was given a position, you don't have to die in that position. Yeah. 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 I, um, I worked for a corporation for 15 years. Um, and I was on a path to becoming um, something really great in this corporation. Um, but because I was on that path, because I knew I could do that, um, that didn't mean it was for me. Um, I stayed mm -hmm. at this particular company and all of a sudden I heard God say, all right, it's, this is becoming too small for you. Um, it's time for you to be placed where, where I want you to be. And most people would have been like, nah, I'm, I've been here 14 years. I'm going on 15 years. I'm on a manager track. Let me just stay. But, but what happens is if I would have stayed, I would have been miserable. Um, and anything that stays beyond its expiration date becomes spoil and it becomes poison to those that take it in miserable, no passion, no creativity. I didn't want to be that person that was dragging into work just for a paycheck. Um, and I look up in years later and realize I never pursued passion. I never pursued what God had called me to do. I never, it's just, it's just a very, it's a very unwanted place to be. So that leads mm -hmm. me to my next question is what does good mentorship, what does it look like? What does it feel like? Um, what does good mentorship in your understanding, your opinion, what does it sound like? How do we know that I'm in a space where I'm being mentored in the right, the right way? Wow. That is so much to unpack. That is, that is a loaded question because for me, and this is just my personal opinion, for me, good mentorship, the, the best way that I can put it is Jesus with his 12 disciples. That's the best, that's, because Jesus is the ultimate mentor. He is the ultimate example. He is the ultimate leader. And he stayed with them for three years, teaching them, showing them how to do things, showing them how to pray, showing them how to, and good mentorship is when what you've imparted outlasts you. So what Jesus imparted into them, we are still teaching today. Not simply because Jesus, but because the apostles laid the groundwork in the book of Acts. That's good mentorship. It's when what you've imparted lasts beyond you. If what you have dies with you, you are not a good steward over it. You're yeah. a thief over what yeah. God gave you, not a steward. Yeah. Whoa, that's good. That's good. And, and, and this is something that John C. Maxwell says all the time too, is, is you're, only, you're only successful if you have a line of succession. I have a line of succession. And, and If there's no plan for if you can't exist, if you can't exist, or if you can't do it, then you're not actually successful. If you can't the, show up and it's still function without you, that's not success. That's not, if success is, is any business, any ministry, any church, 
being able to run in the absence of you. That's when you have built a sustainable structure. And it sounds easy, but it's really not. Really? Because now hear me clearly. A good leader has followers. A great leader works themselves out of a job. <laughs> so, so, so I'm not sure what type of device that I'm, that I'm communicating you on, but I am communicating on a device of a dead man. I'm sitting here talking to you on an iPhone with a Mac in front of me. That's succession. When your vision goes beyond you and have the ability to reduplicate itself generation after generation. Well, this man's been dead for years, but we're still talking on his ideas. Yeah, 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 yeah. And And the church is the only institution in the world where 99% when the leader dies, so does the vision for the house. So true, so true. Do you think it's offensive? And just, just be, I can, I can handle it. I can handle it. Be honest. Um, do you think it's offensive for the church to look to corporation structure to be able to function? Is that a, is that against scripture? Is that against Bible? Is like what, what, what do you? Just help me, because you know, okay. I came from a corporate setting, so okay. that's my struggle with a lot of things. Is I'm, I'm. Sort of not, uh, well, okay, so Pastor Emo, let's 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 unpack it. So, because the church has lost its creativity, because we have lost our influence, we now have to look towards corporations. When, if you study in the biblical days, the corporations came to the kings, and so we are now forced to look at them because we have now become followers instead of influencers. Wow. Wow. When I, when I believe that it is, it should be the McDonald's should not open up in Bronzeville without going to Pilgrim church and saying, what is the demographics of this place? What's going on? What is the heartbeat of this place? But now we have to go to those corporations um, because, again, a, a lot of it is we've, lo- we've lost our creativity. And I don't want to blame it all on the church, you know, because certain laws were set up, certain things were set up, you know, that was against the church. So I don't want to put it all on the church. But, but I, I do believe that God is calling us to a season where he wants the church to be the lead organization in the world. Yeah. But, but to be honest, Pastor Emma, we're so far behind. Like, yeah, we are, you know. We, we are we are so far behind and, and so far removed. Apple honors Tim Cook, um, honors Steve's jobs, but they don't worship him. Right. And, and it's, it's so strange because when we have good mentors, we idolize them and we don't allow them to grow, to mature. And so we keep them stuck. <laughs> oh man, man! I, I hope you all are listening to this. This is how important mentorship is. Mentorship lives on beyond you, right? Mentorship also should be a sense of, of 
sustainability, creativity. And ment mentors should never allow you to idle them because they know that they're there to inspire you, not for you to idle them. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, and mentorship should also stretch you. Um, what, what is your take on mentorship um, and correction? Because you and I were on a call. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. Uh, we, I was, we were in a place where I, I heard a piece of information come out, Bishop, and it said um, that that the mentor or the mentee should never be in a place where they correct the mentor. Um, and it, it sort of caught my attention because I have children, right? And I know that I learn a lot from my children, and I'm like I really do. Like like my daughter, my daughter's four. She would not get out the car the other day until I apologized to her. Like to now whole generation before us, that would have been like, are you kidding me? Who apologized to a child? But it, it forced me to stop what I was doing, reevaluate what I, what I did, and I had to apologize to my four-year-old daughter. Um, do you believe that statement that, that a, mentor, a mentee can never actually correct from someone, correct someone they're learning from? Or what, what's, what's your understanding? Okay, so when we talk about correction, are we talking about biblical correction, life correction, or are we are we speaking in terms of I can correct your view of me? Like, you know, because you know, I came up in an old school church where you weren't allowed to tell your pastor you you know you hurt me, or this is what you did to me. Um, I came up in a in a in an era where you weren't allowed to be transparent to your pastor because being transparent was called disrespectful, and so in that regard. I totally disagree. I don't believe um, that it's disrespectful to bring correction because sometimes I do got to correct, you know, how you may say certain things to me, how you may view me, or bringing corrections. This is how you made me feel. And regardless of the lesson you were trying to teach, that is how it made me feel at the moment. And so I think it's a thin line. Um, I, I do think that. Yes, so so it's 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 a very thin line, and I think a lot of mentors take it as being disrespectful and dishonorable, and sometimes I'm not being disrespectful and being dishonorable. I'm being truthful, yeah. and my truth should not hurt or harm the relationship. Right. If okay. I'm being transparent with where I am and how I feel. Okay, I hear you. I hear you. That's so important that that I should be able to be truthful without it hurting or harming. That's so good. Without the dynamics of the relationship. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I always teach my the young people who sit with me um, that I want you to be completely transparent with me. I want you to challenge me. I want you to question me because and, and your I, and challenge I, to me, it causes me to stretch my leadership. I, I now have and, to, I just can't say something and think, oh, because I've said it, you're going to. I have to, it forces me to have explanation forces me to study. It forces me to go beyond reason and have reason. Um, so I like it, but then I also can understand how some people may view it as disrespectful or, or God forbid, it looks like we know more than the person that's teaching us. Um, I, I, I think it so comes, and, and, and I think it's different when, you know, some, I think it's different when, when individuals have kids. When you have kids, it changes your perspective of certain things. And when you have kids, you understand that every kid is different and you treat them different and accordingly, that they are human beings, meaning you got to let them be sometimes and not human doings. They're just not going to do everything you say do. They're not going to go everywhere you say go. 
and, and your job is to mentor them, give them the information and not make them robots. And so I think that having kids gives you a certain perspective of life. Um, and, and this is not to discount anyone that does not have kids, but when you have kids, you there's a different dynamic of life and you see life through a different lens than those that do not. And it's, it's just the, the, it's just the truth. It's, it's the truth. It's the truth. It is. It's, it's the truth it's, because it's the truth. I've, I've learned it's some a, It's the truth that we're afraid to. It's the truth that we're afraid to speak aloud. And you can read all the books you want about being a father, being a mother, um, but until you're in that experience, those that book is just knowledge. You know, we it all is. have a lot of knowledge it in is. us, but until we've had the experience that that sort of brings out that knowledge, it's almost like you're not going to understand it. You're not yeah. going to understand yeah. it, and, and you're not going to have a level of expertise in that area. Because yeah. it, it, there are certain things that you and I would share as being fathers that a person that has never had a child would never understand um, and never have that connection. Right. Um, it, you know, and there were certain times where I hurt my son's feelings and I had to go to them and apologize. And they had to correct me on how I approached them because of how it made them feel. And it was in, in no way that I take it as being disrespectful or dishonorable. I had to sit and humble myself down and hear from their lens, how their father made them feel. Yeah, yeah. And it didn't make you less of their father, right? You're still their father, even though you had to. Nah, it didn't make it didn't. It didn't make me any less. It just yeah. it just it it taught me a, a certain aspect of of dealing with people that you know when you when you have kids and you birth kids, there's a, there's it's a difference in how you handle people and deal with people. Yeah, absolutely. So I just want to recap a little bit, right? So we're far as we're talking about sure. what good good mentorship looks like. Good mentorship stretches you. It covers you, right? You're connected to good mentorship. Um, good mentorship is is transparent, right? I should be able to, if you're a mentor of mine and I'm a mentee, we should be able to have honest, drawn-out conversation. Even if we don't agree on it, there should still always be an opportunity for conversation, I must be mm -hmm. able to voice how I feel um, and, and and teach me how to deal with you, right? That's what I think exactly. that's what happens when you build relationships is you learn. Not only is the mentor learning the mentee, but the mentee now is also learning the person who is mentoring them. And, and, yep. and I want yep. people to realize that 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 um, sometimes mentorship is can become unhealthy. And, and you got you to gotta stick with people and stay connected now, that to people. Is, I don't think that we deal with that, that sometimes mentorship can be very unhealthy and yeah. become a Saul-like yeah. situation. That's exactly where... what I want to, that's the direction I want to go into what does bad mentorship look like? Because we talk about Elijah and Elisha, but Saul and David was also a form of mentorship. Um, it was. And, and we have more Saul, David type relationships. Um, and, and people will always say, oh, the son just has to get over it, get over it, get over it. But no one's saying, hey, the father may have um, done, should have done it a different way. The, the leader or the person may, there may have been another way to handle a certain situation. So, so what does, what does bad mentorship look like? So we understand good mentorship is communication, it's transparency, it's creative, it stretches you. It, but, but now what does bad mentorship look like? What, what does it feel like? What are the indicators you, that this and is? So there, there's, there's so many life lessons we can take from the Saul and David situation is, is, you know, and one of the main keys is David was sent to be a help to Saul 
But when you are an insecure leader, you get jealous and you see help differently. You see help as being a hindrance. David was was only there to help Saul, didn't want his seat, didn't want anything to have to do with him, wasn't trying to kill him. But because Saul had become so bitter and angry and, and so insecure, David, who was his help, is now viewed as a hindrance. And can, can you imagine, can you, uh, well, I think a lot of us, um, and when I say us, um, preachers and ministers, I think a lot of us go through that David Saul situation and we don't really have to. I, 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 I think that, you know, we allow our humanistic views and I'll tell you something, Saul didn't become jealous of David until Saul heard other women singing David's praises. Bishop, I'm so glad you went there because a lot of bad relationships are because of what you've allowed people to influence you about the person that loves you. David, here's the truth. David loved Saul. And he didn't tell those women to sing. I'm not paying them, making them, asking them to say anything concerning me. But because you're because you were influenced by a song they're singing about me shows me the people you wanted to impress, you became jealous when they were no longer impressed with you, but impressed with me. Wow. Wow. That is a dangerous position for a mentor to be in is when a mentor competes for the same attention with the person that he is in charge of mentoring. Wow. That when we're competing for the same audience. Yeah. We can stop this right now because that thing is heavy. Yeah. yeah. What do you do when the mentor and the mentee competes for the same audience? Yeah. 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 It's, 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 it's destruction waiting to happen. Yeah, so so bad mentorship is is an insecure mentorship, right? Like everything it's is dangerous. Is a it's dangerous. It's dangerous for the father and the son to have the same influences and the same friends because they're going to fight. Yeah, that's just the truth of it. Yeah, my son's friends are not my friends. Right, right. My friends are not his friends. Right, right. But what happens when my son's friends are the same friends that I have? We're going to yeah. compete for their attention. And in competing for their attention, we're going to stab one another in the back. Yeah. And that's what you see every single week in churches. Yeah, 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 yeah. So insecurity, um, um, competition. Uh, I'm just trying to list it off so people have something to tie to, right? So, so you can't compete. You know what's so interesting, too, about First Samuel chapter 16, um, the Bible says to Samuel, how long will you mourn for Saul? Which lets me know that Samuel was in a grief state because of his leader. I don't believe that when you're connected to someone, you should be in a grief state ever because of that relationship. 
um, there can be misunderstanding, but but the the mourning that the Bible is talking about is um, a visible lamenting, where it altered his behavior, and and you can't be connected to someone and it just the, your pure connection to them uh, makes you act different. They walk into a room and you're all of a sudden frightened and fearful, and and that, I don't believe that's a healthy type of mentorship relationship. I'll give you a perfect example. Um, I talked about this a couple of months ago. It was so powerful that why do you think that God hid the body of Moses? God hid the body of Moses because if Moses would have been buried traditionally, they would have never followed Joshua wholeheartedly because those people would have went and tried to dig up the body of Moses. And what we do in church is we immortalize people and it stops them from moving forward. It stops them from following leadership because they're still trying to discover the body of Moses. And so God has to hide the body of Moses because God knew that Moses was such a great leader that those people would try to dig up his bones every time that they got a chance to. And they, they would have never followed Joshua into the promised land because they would have been too busy trying to find what Moses' bones was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad mentorship will keep you in the past. You it will stick will, it will, a mentor that is pushing you forward. Bad um, I mentorship will keep me, you I, looking I, for I bones. you to be better than me. I, I need you to be bigger than me. I need you to be more powerful than me. It's, I'm not intimidated that you can stand and do something that I can't do. I'm excited for you. Um, so that's, those are indicators to me too, is, is how are they engaging in your operation? You know what I mean? Um, a Bishop Hudson was at our church a while ago and, and on his way back to Chicago, he sent me the longest text message. Like I've never seen, I, I watch every week but to be there in service and watch the way you operated, he, he said to me, that made me proud. And Bishop, that thing hurt my heart because mm -hmm. with me losing Archbishop Brown and, and me sort of being in ministry, I'm always longing for a place. And I know it seems so superficial. This is why I hate to almost say it out loud, but you sometimes just want to hear good job. You, do. you know what I mean? You sometimes just want every son does. But why do we make it why do we make it so wrong to long for affirmation? There is nothing wrong wrong with wanting affirmation. There is nothing wrong with wanting that's why the scripture says when we die, he'll say, job well done. Because it's it's the affirmation that you have lived a good life. And and one of the things that, that another thing I, I think that we lack is we lack godly affirmation. That it's almost like we want everybody to hurt. That 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 we we, we want everyone to suffer. No. How how about you, you tell people you're proud of them? How about we reinforce reinforce godly victories? And, and it Victories doesn't have to be, oh, I got a church. Oh, I got a ministry engagement. Sometimes victory is I'm still standing week after week. I'm still showing up at church week after week. And, and so, and so th th there has to be, 
there has to be godly affirmation that we get as daughters and as sons. Man, I love that. God, please let that be a thing for 2022. Godly affirmation, positive affirmation. Positive affirmation. Just let that be a thing. Just let that be a thing. It's hard enough. It's hard enough living life. It's hard enough being, you know, I can speak from from a man. It's hard enough being a black male in a Caucasian dominated society um, where our life hangs in doubt, where if we leave the house, we can be stopped and shot at any moment. Yes. yes. The, the, the last place that I want to come to and have to be maligned, ostracized, looked over should be the house of God. Yes. Yes. And I shouldn't get beat up because I want the father's attention. Yes. 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 That's just where I'm at with it. How how do you how do you select a mentor? Wow. So this may mess with your theological approach. I don't believe that we select mentors. I believe mentors select us. I love it. Okay, teach us. Jesus chose his disciples. He chose them. He chose, he chose who he would pour his time into. Now, I, I do believe, you know, according to Elijah and Elisha, I, I do believe that that, you know, sometimes mentors mentees will will come to us and identify us but i believe it's a two two way street i believe i have the ability to choose who i pour myself into who i give my time to who i give my treasure and and my ability to but they have to want it as well so i believe it's a two-way street i believe it's a two-way street yeah um because everyone that sit in your church they won't be a mentor mentee relationship it just it just just won't be Right. And is that okay? Is that okay with you as a leader to to understand? So I, I I had to I had to learn to let it be okay. In the beginning, you know, it took it took some years to really understand that because you know, being a pastor and, and having the heart of the people, you want you want to help everybody. You want to love everyone. You want to give your all to everyone. But I had to learn and, and I said this at Pilgrim Church, everyone is to be loved biblically, value equally, but treated differently. That sometimes our love for people, now I want to qualify this, sometimes our love and wanting to be there for everyone and having a Superman complex and wanting to mentor everyone, wanting to help everyone, overexposure kills people. Wow. That when overexposure to a mentor, overexposure to a platform, overexposure to a gift, what what are we overexposure to someone that is not mature enough to handle it? Because sometimes we 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 give parts of ourselves to people that were so we try to make the seventy to three. And when you try to make the 70 to three, you ruin the 70. That Jesus only took three to the Mount of Transfiguration. Didn't take 70, didn't take 12. Because Jesus understood limitations. He understood parameters. Jesus understood that even though I love you, I understand that you can't handle this type of access to my life. And it's a dangerous thing when you allow people in your life that don't know how to manage their access. Wow. 
because sometimes jealousy is just mismanaged exposure. Whoa. That when God exposes you to certain things that you, you have to manage your feelings correctly and not become jealous, but become inspired. Wow. Wow. And I think of our, our need, and this is us, our need as mentors, as leaders, our need forces us sometimes to ruin people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we try to be something to some people that they're not designed or, or have the capability to handle just yet. Yeah, yeah, and don't try to be a mentor who has never been mentored. Right. If you don't take right. anything from anyone, then how can you give something to anyone? You have no one to, to, to speak into your life or, or I, I find also that a lot of times we we're taking from people who have less than us. It's, it's almost like um, you live in an apartment, but I'm, I'm asking you how to maintain my house. How do, how do I take from someone who hasn't been where I've been? That's right. part of the mentorship uh, understanding. It comes from a person who's, who's had the experience and everything else becomes very dangerous. Why did Jesus raise Lazarus and let Judas kill himself? <laughs> because one of them knew how to manage the access to him correctly. Whoa. Whoa. And sometimes we're trying to resurrect people that hung themselves and we eventually do them more harm by resurrecting relationships that we should have just left hanging. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> well, so so how has how would you say mentorship um, changed you? You mean you mean as far as being the mentor or being the mentee, which which being the mentee. It has exposed me to, um, it exposed me to. I, I gotta be honest. It exposed me to knowledge. It exposed me to a greater way of living, a greater way of seeing things. It allowed my perspective to change. It allowed me to mature and to gain wisdom from someone that is trailblazing and doing what I'm trying to do or what I'm trying to accomplish. Okay. Okay. And it's not has, easy because- has been, I'm It's not easy because- it's, it's not easy because being a mentee, you're, you're exposing yourself. You're, you're giving of yourself and trusting someone else to not manipulate you but to make sure that you're being pushed in the right direction. And you got to be okay. careful because a lot of, a lot of, a lot of people that want to be mentors are just manipulators. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. They see the gift. They see how big you might be and they're setting themselves up for later. They're That's setting themselves up. And, and it's, it's sad that <clears throat> some people only want to be attached to you because they see where you're going. Wow. 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 You, you said something interesting. Um, you said, do you mean mentor or men mentee? So being a mentee changed you and exposed you to not good. So you learned something also from being a mentor to people? Yep. I, I learned that um, some people will require things from you that you were hurt expecting from someone else. 
Okay, and on that note, we're not. Gonna, this is going to be where we, because this is going to be because I already feel myself being in motion. This is where we're going to end the. <laughs> Can you what what Bishop? What do you mean by that? Sometimes being in a minty position when you don't, when your expectations are not met or when you feel maligned, looked over, ostracized, when you see them do for others what you secretly desire and you and you voice those things and they make it seem as if there's something wrong with you. You grow a space in yourself where you close yourself off because they mismanage their role as a mentor to you. And wow. so now that you're in that role, you don't open yourself up like you should or you could wow. because you're still being hurt from being in the mentee position. Wow. And so it causes you to be a bad mentor because you were hurt. Wow. Wow. And it's... Wow. And, and, and so for me, <laughs> oh, you know, opens them up. And so for me, it's... My heart goes out to people that really desire true mentorship because that thing it can either it can either propel you or it can ruin you God, yes. because you're giving your heart to people you're giving your soul to people you're transparent you're raw before them and then for them to manipulate or mismanage the transparency and the openness that you're giving will cause you to destroy relationships that need from you what you sorely didn't get from who you were looking yes, at. Sir. Yes, sir. This is a real thing. And and somebody who's listening to us right now, this is their problem is they have been so hurt that they don't even want to seek mentorship because they've been in such a vulnerable place and people have mismanaged them, misunderstood them, used them. And this is this is where we are, man. That's such a real reality. It, it, it's such a reality that people don't want to deal with. And it's because it's when you've been dropped so much, how do you hold somebody when you've been dropped so much? Wow. Where where is your strength? Where is your resolve to pick somebody else up in areas in which you know you've been dropped? How do you right. hold somebody when your heart is still hurting? Right, right. How do you love someone from a right. pure place when your heart is still broken? Right, right. So it's um... and I think also the strength of sometimes, and, and this is a lot of people's story, is I've learned um, not only what to do, but I've learned what not to do from where I was. Um, and I am a, a better mentor because I realized while I was being mentored, don't ever do that to me. I don't like the way that feels. In turn, I'll never do that to whoever will trust me to be their mentor. So, so. Look at David. David's father yeah. forgot about him. Jesse didn't invite him to his own party. Yeah. Jesse left him out in the field while his other brothers are in the house celebrating. 
he moves from that dynamic to now going to a Saul relationship where someone is throwing javelins at him. But David returns every single day after the man tries to kill him. It's like being in an abusive relationship. What makes you go back to a man that beats you? It's because it's something in you that those javelins were giving David some type of validation. Yeah. <laughs> and so David in turn becomes a horrible father. Daughter gets raped. Absalom tries to kill him. Doesn't take away from him being a great warrior. Doesn't take away from him writing 85% of the Psalms. Doesn't take away from him being the loins who Jesus will come through. But David had some issues that came from his father. That came from having bad mentorship. And it perpetuated through his entire life. Yeah. Yeah. And so so David David dies with something he should have conquered had he had the right mentor. Right. Put a young woman in the bed. And when he didn't touch her, they knew he was dead. Yeah. Because when you got a good mentor, a good mentor causes you to conquer things that you wouldn't normally conquer. And so bad mentorship is when you live all of your life and you have not had anyone to help you conquer the demons that you the demons that you carry. And people don't like to talk about that. Yeah. We just say, go to the altar, just pray it through, just pass it through. That's good. But I need somebody that's going to be transparent enough to tell me when I'm hurting, when I'm going through, be transparent enough to really deal with my issues. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sorry, we don't have many people that's willing to deal with our real heart issues. Yep. And so now we are left as damaged people yeah. to lead other people that are damaged. Yeah. Yeah. And we can't heal them because we're not truly healed ourselves. Yeah. And, and they won't stop you. They won't stop you from operating. So we're, we're people who are gifted, but wounded. And gifted they'll put you up to do whatever it is you do but never to operate out of your gift. And that's why real healing and restoration cannot come for. Man, man, this is good. This because is we don't want to acknowledge, <laughs> we don't want to acknowledge the areas in which we've been bruised and broken. Yeah. Yeah. And whatever area you are unwilling to acknowledge is an area you're going to stay prisoner. Yeah. Yeah, so, so whoever might be listening to this right now, I, I want you to know that right now we are acknowledging that you've been bruised. Um, and, and what you're feeling is not, is not fake, that you are actually experiencing that. Um, and now that you acknowledge that you've got to deal with it, you've got to deal with it. I think sometimes we acknowledge it, but then we never deal with it. What good is it to know you have it if you're not going to work on getting rid of it? Right. And that's, that's where I am in 2022 is there's a whole lot of things I'm not going to have time for because this year I'm actually working on myself. And I know that sounds selfish. I get it. I get it. But I only can be the better, the best version of myself for you when I'm the better version for me, for me first. And I got to yep. get some things together. Got to get some, got to get some truths out. I got to get some, some hard. I said it on Facebook the other day. Like it's time to have some really hard conversations. Um, and that's, that's, yeah. that's where I am. That's where I am. Mentorship is so heavy on my heart. It's so heavy on my heart. I see so many people who are just in need of attention 
and they love God. They love God. They they pray. They preach. They they do all. But there are some of us, some of them who who just want somebody to embrace them, want somebody to walk through this it. thing with them and say, "Yo, I got you." That's it. I'm covering you. You know, communication is about clarity. Uh, I mean, um, um, a mentorship is about clarity, communication, and commitment. Someone who will be committed to me no matter what. No matter what, I might Absolutely. be popular today, but tomorrow I may not be popular. But I need to know that you're still committed to this relationship. You know Absolutely. I mean? um, yep. Man, that was good. This was good. Thank you so, Excellent. so, Anytime. So, I so, so enjoyed this. Anytime you need you. me, just, just give me a call, shoot me a text. I'll be there. You're my brother, and I appreciate this time. Thank you. I've, I've enjoyed this. Story. I, I want to end it with Thank this. You. So Epowerment is a little company I have. Um, it's just all mm -hmm. about positive stuff. Um, um, I, I realized that, you know, I was studying in Genesis and I realized that God created light and darkness together, but then he separated them. He did not give light and dark the permission to live together. So, so that's mm -hmm. what this company is about. It's just about spreading light, realizing life is not about shade, it's about light. Um, and I always end every conversation with just this one simple question, um, what empowers you? And I want to just pose that to you. What empowers you? Wow. Wow. What empowers me? Wow, that's a great question. What empowers me? I don't want to sound churchy. <laughs> <laughs> what empowers me is this, these type of moments? Yeah. Sharing my heart, sharing my truth, um, sharing my experiences with people. That's what empowers me. That's my purpose in life. I love it. I love it. You are such a giant man. I feel so <laughs> I feel so connected to you in so many ways. And it's not even like we talk every day or we're best friends or like I would never become that common with you, but I feel so connected to you. I'm so grateful, so grateful for you, Bishop. Really, Thank you so much, Pastor. I love you, your Honestly. family, you and your wife, your kids. You are an amazing father. Uh, you serve that church with everything that you've got. And um, I honor you. And I, I, I truly, from afar, all the way in Chicago, I appreciate you. I really do. And uh, I'm proud of everything that you're doing. And I pray that God just takes you to heights and take you to places that you never uh, even could imagine. I love you and I appreciate you. Anytime you need me and I'm available, I'm here for you. Thank you, man. Thank you so much. Listen, we're going to get Anytime. out of here. I want to thank each and every one of you for listening through to this um, podcast. I hope something that was said helped you. I want you to share out this moment. Send this link to someone. Yes. Post it in your story. Let someone know what you got from it. I'm telling you, this is just the start of some amazing conversations. Um, we're going to be talking about friendships and all types of stuff this season. Um, so thank you so much for, for being with me. I love you. Until the next time, be empowered. See ya.